Hey guys, welcome back to the Breaking Western podcast. We are finally to the season finale for season one. It's been all makers. It's <laughs> <laughs> my trumpet announcement. For the um, yeah, it is that exciting though. We've had an entire season of some really incredible people, and we are leaving it off with possibly like you know at the end of the fireworks show where there's just a finale of like pew 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 pew, pew. You like, that's where we're at you think it was done because they were like that one was cool wait that yeah. was really cool that was that was awesome pause this is like, this is what the whole small town drank all the beer cans to afford that's where we're at right now we are here today to talk to none other than saddle trump saddle trump brianne how the hell are you I am good. I'm good on this fine Tuesday afternoon. Thank you. Seriously. <laughs> if they knew what kind of business hours we kept, they would be shocked. Uh, unorthodox is a nice way to sum that up. <laughs> so, Brianne, you've been doing this whole leatherworking, um, wardrobe design. Like, you kind of have your hand in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Killing the game for years. Killing the game. Um <laughs> I would say Western fashion industry. I know that has like some connotation to it, but for the most part, you are a shining light in the Western fashion industry. Um, Thank you. How did you, I guess, how many years has it been? Like, when did you get your start and how the hell did you get your name? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I still, oh, okay. So first I'm like, okay, this is a three-parter, I guess. So I started, I'm coming up on my fourth year. July 8th will be the four, year four of the anniversary that I quit my corporate job, um, which yeah. is pretty wild because, I mean, especially in hindsight now, I'm like, wow, I really had no fucking clue what I was doing. <laughs> 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 you know, you just, I, I'm not one for, a, like, really a ton of foresight. Like, I've just never been that way. And I've dated some guys that that really fucking bothers. We're like, what's, just, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, I don't know. I'm looking at more of, like, a five-week plan. I don't, you know, I'm just trying to make it through this week. <laughs> so just, like, lay off me. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I haven't failed yet. So just please get out of my face. Like, off my dick. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I just, you know, it's, I think everybody's got their own um, special way of, you know, conducting themselves. And you don't even necessarily know how that's going to be, especially when it's all of a sudden there's nobody else to tell you what to do. Like, <laughs> I was just like on my own. And you're like, what the fuck do I do with my hands? Oh, yeah. Now I have to make money somehow. Like, <laughs> figure that out. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, four years. And I started doing leather. So my dad, <clears throat> I guess I'm technically a second generation leather worker. And I started with my dad. He had a leather company. And growing up, he was my 4-H teacher, um, so I was I started doing leather in, like, second grade, but, you know, that's very, very fucking primitive, and I ultimately, <laughs> like, left off probably around fourth grade, so really, when I decided to, like, jump back into this and was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna quit this really solid career I have going, and I think I'm gonna start making leather work. I was 32 at their time, yeah, 32, and I had the fourth grade level. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's hilarious. Looking back, I'm just like, Fourth man, grade. you want to talk about just like brazen, just confidence. <laughs> you need. <laughs> like the skill will come, I guess. If you know, I, I know what my natural abilities are. Like I've always been very artistic, so I wasn't worried about that. Um, I don't know why I wasn't worried about that. I definitely should have been. <laughs> but, but that just like didn't seem to be like a big concern like the things that didn't concern me at the time or you know I mean but that's great because I never would have made it as far as I have if I was so worried about that stuff because I don't even think I would have started had I really taken all the important things very seriously <laughs> mm. but I love that though there's something so important about that brazen confidence where you're just like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this yeah. it's like uh what is that Kevin Costner in the sandlot you said that i was like god the the iowa girl in me is screaming at like if you build it they will come which is so true though yeah yeah i mean you have to you just have to take a leap you know what i mean like i tried to be as smart about it like i mean i have a pretty uh sundry work history but i had saved up a bunch of money like i 
I'm terrified of debt. There are certain things that I just will not do. Like I'm a pretty risk averse person. And obviously quitting a career to do this sort of thing is where you're like, wow, that is textbook risk. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, But you know, I was just like, I don't want to be in debt. Like I had the best case scenario. I had a setup where Zach was like, that's also hilarious because I mean, we hadn't even dated like a full year and I was like, Hey, um, (laughs) you know, he's a keeper when, (laughs) okay. Um, I know you're super into me. So just remember that when I tell you, (laughs) I'm about to quit my job and move in with you. You're not going to charge me rent and you're going to let me out of your house. (laughs) Incredible. Well, so then what was so different about this? If you're like, if you're someone who really doesn't like risk, like what, what was it about this idea of doing leather work or pursuing creative work that really pushed you over the edge and made you take that leap? Um, I honestly, I just, I felt like I was working all these jobs. Like I'd done everything from like, you know, catering and convention services manager, like from hospitality arena to like environmental science. I was working for an oil and gas company doing air compliance when I quit and I, I just didn't like these jobs like nothing felt like a long-term thing I always knew that I would kind of be like yeah I mean this is okay for now but eventually I'm probably gonna like quit this and try something else it nothing felt right and I I really like creating like with my hands I like sewing like I like making clothing and so and dad I mean my dad's always been self-employed like he's a horseshoer a musician um, an entrepreneur in terms of like kind of inventing like equine related stuff, but also having his leather business. So I've definitely had a really good example, um, of somebody who I think, and I always kind of, I don't want to say I like made fun of it, but I always kind of discounted it growing up because I just wanted to have a dad, like all the other kids, dads, Mm-hmm. <laughs> like somebody who didn't walk into the fucking gym on like you know in the middle of my volleyball game with spurs on like like carrying like hoof bracelets like listen this will stop your horse from pawing you wants one yeah jangling um, and so you know and because and i had a mom who was very like you need to get a college education you need to do this so i had and i did have really good female role models like women that are very accomplished and we're pushing me to at least, like, get that. Like, get your college degree um, and then at least, like, build a body of work so that if – and, I, you know, I'm grateful for that because if this ever fall or fails or if I decide I don't want to do this anymore, I've got something to fall back on, you know, like a pretty extensive resume um, that mm-hmm. I can always pull out. <sighs> but anyway, so, yeah, I just – you know, I think just watching my dad and he always told me, he's like, don't be afraid to be your own boss. And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, Justin, like, you know, but, <laughs> but I mean, the, later on in life, I was like, God damn, this guy was fucking right. <laughs> I mean, that, whether I begrudgingly, I'm like, this guy has been right so many fucking times in my life. Um, that's always, a, know, that's like, a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. 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 I don't always love admitting it, but most <laughs> of the times Justin is right. So we've all, you know, in the industry, like heard you by now, heard who you are. Um, but how did your brand come about and how was like your product born? Um, okay. Oh, well, I feel like I didn't answer. We'll, we'll kind of roll this one into this question. Like how did the brand come about? I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to say I'm just not a very deliberate and calculating person with this stuff. So all I've done is just be myself. And, um, you know, I think especially when you first kind of come into this and you are, uh, I mean, I didn't even know, like, I didn't even realize I would be automatically kind of typecast into the Western industry, which, I mean, that's not a problem. It's leather work. So it is kind of inherently Western, but I just really didn't know that I would be kind of like the oddball black sheep, which is, I mean, I'm not that crazy, but by Western <laughs> industry standards, people are like, oh, God damn, who's that weirdo? You know? <laughs> like, listen, I'm one of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, no, no. Um, but, uh, anyway, so (laughs) I don't even know, like the brand itself has just kind of been me being myself where initially I kind of tried to keep it like, you know, have a classy, you know, they're like, Oh, you set your aesthetic for your grid and, and, you know, polish and use the same fucking preset for your whatever your bullshit. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so fucking boring. And it's just bullshit. This is not who people really are. (laughs) And so 
And initially, I even was like, I mean, I had two Instagram accounts. So I was like, okay, one for personal stuff. And then the, this one's just going to be straight business. Well, straight business is really fucking boring. And like, <laughs> <laughs> it is. People love, like, the, when I get into, like, shit and just, like, they're like, Jesus Christ, this girl is hot mess. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'm going to get some earrings from her. Because <laughs> I think people are so afraid of, like, being themselves. You know what I mean? Um, and for fear of people being like, oh, she's kind of messy. And you're like, oh, bitch, don't act like you're fucking better than this okay like you're just you're afraid to be who you are or like who you truly are for fear that people are going to talk shit about you <laughs> oh that's so you so, Brian. Yeah. that's so you because i feel like you have just being a um daily story watcher um <laughs> you've been through some shit and you've been yeah. through some some people spewing some shit and just like really coming down on you as being this i mean you can't look at your brand and not see how hard working you are but obviously, we don't all just take our, like pictures of ourselves as we're like cleaning our bathroom or something. Like we right. capture the fun shit, and so people mm-hmm. seem to think Highlight that it's real. like a party all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're just like this fun, carefree person on Instagram who makes earrings while listening to podcasts. <laughs> but there's so much yeah. more that goes into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's definitely like a perception I think where people they're like, oh, she just. I think I am kind of like your token like party girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like. And so you kind of, it is a weird thing when you meet people and they're like, oh, I just want to party with you. And I'm like, honestly, I'm not that fucking cool to party with. <laughs> you see what I want you to see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely a weird kind of balance. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just, you're not going to make everybody happy. You're definitely not going to be, you know, their cup of tea mm. for everybody. Like, you're just not. But if you're, if you're really true to yourself and i mean i fucking hate to use the word authentic but if you're just being yourself you don't have to talk about authenticity it just is and people pick up on that Um, but that's more likely to endear people with you to you for a longer term you know they're fucking invested in your journey Mm -hmm. really i mean yeah sound like a hobby hobby song (laughs) i mean Angela and I keep coming back to that word though throughout this whole season like for all of the makers that we've talked to authenticity really is a buzzword but it is one that that we're coming back to over and over again because like for for lack of anything better you know that is you somebody looks at you know the earrings you make or your your bolos or any Mm -hmm. of your your tooled leather or they see a jumpsuit and they're like oh boom saddle tramp which again like difference between you know brienne and saddle tramp Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like i don't know so when we talk about that kind of authenticity how how was this product born and like set apart from everyone else? Because I think anybody who follows you has seen the numerous people over the years who have tried to replicate your work mm. and yeah. but unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's un- like it's not like what I did. What I started was rocket science. Um, but you know, but that's just it. Like it doesn't have to fucking be rocket science. I wanted to start something that was like. So here's the deal. It started. Like, when I decided I was going to quit my job and just really make a run for it, and I just, I think, you know, how you said, like, what do you, what was so different about starting your own business versus any other risk, you know, like, I'm afraid of heights, I don't like steep shit, like, I don't love swimming in deep water, like, I'm kind of a wuss. Same. (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, I just really, it was just something I was never going to shut up about it, and I was just like, I either have to try this and be glad that I took took that chance and I can always go back to this if this doesn't work out but that's kind of how it started um okay and then we were talking about oh yeah okay so I was like slowly started to accumulate like plan my exit strategy really I was buying like big you know I bought like an industrial machine like you know all the big purchases while I was still getting a monthly paycheck while I was still like the <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could fucking afford it um and so I had and like I hadn't really sewn like dad had kind of taught me how to do uh things where you didn't really require a sewing machine so you know if I wanted to make like a coin purse it was gonna have like a a double loop lace Mm -hmm. you know like that kind of classic old school or like a buck stitching stuff like that which I love um but I I initially so I actually started saddle tramp like uh, 2010 Uh, I started making purses so none of it was supposed to be tooled Mm -hmm. and that was kind of the when I was like, you know, decided to crack back out in 
16, I was like, I'm going to make purses. Like, that was just kind of, you know, what I was going to do. Just start kind of doing what I had done before, but different, better, you know. And then I got this brand new, like, fucking $2,000 paperweight paperweight, you know, sewing machine that is just like, you know, like American steel. You know, it's <laughs> You're like, I tool leather I now. Broke it. <laughs> I broke it like the first day I put the wrong needle in the fucking oh, thing because I don't know. know. I don't, I mean, again, it was like blind leading the blind. I didn't have my dad there to kind of like show me the ropes on how to do this. I was just like, you know, showing myself around and like successfully fucking up everything I touched. <laughs> So I put the wrong needle. Like, it's amazing how sensitive these, like, huge machines are. But I, I put a burr in the, like, the crossbar or whatever the fuck uh, they call it. Mm-hmm. And then, so then I'm like, fuck, who am I going to get to, fi- like, fix this thing? It was just, like, a complete shit show. But because of that, um, it made me have to start tooling again. And I had to figure out how to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, at, in the interim of getting this machine fixed, I had to figure out, like, to get people to buy something um, that didn't require sewing that I could tool and put together. So I started making belt buckles and just kind of doing custom belt buckles and, like, you know, selling them for a fucking song. Like, they're, I was putting in a lot of work to these things, and I was like, 60 bucks, you know, after, like, 12 hours of labor. <laughs> <laughs> I think as creatives, it's so hard to explain to people the value of your time mm-hmm. and yeah. not just the time that goes into making a single product. But all of the the thousands of hours that went mm-hmm. into honing that mm. skill that you're to then getting to selling. the place where you could make that product, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And then with like custom, like also, you know, and I just never. I mean, you, I was, you would lose. I'm kind of a weirdo. Like, if you saw how I conducted myself in my everyday life, <laughs> I'm definitely like, like monkey hate clean, monkey hate structure. Like, I hate all things. Like. I'm very fucking type B and kind of, I'm very messy creative, but I get super fucking anal when it comes to the artistic side of things. And when somebody, you know, puts a deposit down for a custom, I can't even tell you, like, I mean, for the first, I've, I've figured out how to kind of mitigate it. It, it. Shit I had never experienced before, but like, the, you don't realize how stressful it is and how it kind of starts to manifest itself in your physical person. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting like full body fucking stress rashes. Like, wondering if, like, kind of, you know, in this process of, like, emailing back and forth to this person, like, trying to get in their head, and I'm not charging them for this time and communication. Mm-hmm. So, that's part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just worried about if they're going to like it when they, because, I mean, I have had times where, I mean, that's a whole other story, and this chick was, I got rolled by, like, a junior in high school sociopath <laughs> who was trying to get a woman. <laughs> Her, Side note. Thing. It was such a fucking dumpster fire, and that bitch gave me, like, a full-body stress rash. I had, like, fucking blisters, like, covering my thighs. I'm not Jesus. that kind of person. I was like, what's happening? What is and that? I was just like, oh, my God, can you give up this leather thing already? I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's so stressful. He was just like, "Who? The, what have I? What have I? You know, like thrown my lot in with?" Like, <laughs> what are anyway, some so- ways that you found to like manage that though? Like, do you just not fuck with that kind of person? Do you just step away when it starts getting crazy? Like, what is your? Well, you know, I have to say, I've been really lucky. Like, that was a, a unique circumstance, and I can definitely kind of see that coming when it you know just like how simple interactions I also just kind of like I don't like to do customs like I have a couple I you know that I have like waiting right now but it's not worth it for me Mm. at this point in time like in terms of stress and then like you know just the money that I can make like I would rather do something else like I you know that's how I shifted into making earrings and just everything that I'm making now, because I was like, there is God, I was going to go fucking broke. Seriously. The first time, the first year, full year that I was in business, I made $13,000 before, like, that's the gross or or whatever. I still don't even know. But you know what I mean? Before costs, like Mm -hmm. that's not even profit. And and it was like the most stressful year of my life. Just, and it was hard work. Like you have to put in a lot of time and effort into custom. It was all custom. And so I was like, fuck this. Like, you know, yes, I love the creative side of this, but there's got to be a better way. And also, this is not sustainable. I am not in this for my fucking health. And I'm damn sure, <laughs> like, this is taking me down slowly anyway. You know, but if you can't afford to live, like, what's the fucking point? 
point. And that was when I was kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to start making things that I think would take. And I was also, I had accrued a bit of a following then. And that's what you need. Cause you know, you can be making all the, all the raddest shit, but if nobody sees it and you can't hit the right channels of right. kind of getting it out there in Instagram, whatever, then it's still worthless. Right. Um, but that's how, that's how kind of the transition and it went really well. And then I landed myself in the middle of some Randall Lambert drama and then shit really blew up. And then, like, <laughs> you know, I was, Brianna, I was going to ask you like what shifted for you there, you know, like, is there a, is there a moment where you could think of where you started getting a lot more attention or where your brand yeah. really took off? But I think you might've answered it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was it. Like I definitely, you're like, okay, I, you know, I've had this really cool, um, job with the guy who worked with Yeti, you know, people were starting to find me, but that was just like, oh my God, like fucking a flame on a kerosene rag. It was like, <laughs> you know, which was also fucking terrifying. Cause then that's, I mean, truly like everybody who's like ever talked shit about me to me, like the internet can be a very awful place. Mm. But so, you know, when you first, I think that's in terms of mitigating stress, uh, it just took me getting thick skin about it and being like, these people don't even fucking know. Like, who cares what they say? Mm. <laughs> who fucking gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I really don't. Like, I don't know what people could say to me or about me right now that would, like, you know, I don't know. Well, me really, up. I like, think no. that makes, like, a, a huge, that made all the difference in that situation. Like, you walking away from that relatively unscathed, unscathed in the way that, <laughs> like, you've, yeah accrued an even bigger following you've been named like one of the top influencers in the western industry people yeah. t- like your name comes up and that's not the first thing people think of and that for the yeah. most part you know for the most <laughs> part i mean Mar- miranda might disagree but yeah i feel like i feel like the ogs like that have been along for the ride like since that that time period like they still know and it's kind of like oh remember when we first met but other than that people don't like they associate like my work my style that's what they associate when they hear cycle tramp so i like that it makes me feel much better about things <laughs> no, that's it's amazing truly yeah, yeah okay so as you're going through and obviously learning a lot as you go through some of these um dare we say scandals navigating some of those <laughs> scary deep waters that some you of, don't like some of the waters um it's a little choppy <laughs> What has been kind of the biggest learning curve that you've had as you've navigated some of this where you're like, okay, <laughs> note for next time? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, just not letting things freak me out. Like, uh, I get stressed about, especially, you know, I, I was stressed when I had like a couple customs and no- nothing come in through my website retail wise. And then the, you know, it flip flops because now you have, you know, at any given time, like 200 to 500 people who are waiting on orders and it's still just me because I'm a stubborn asshole. <laughs> like, Jesus. I, get, like, I, I wish you could have seen all of the, the chins that the Angela chins and I got when you said two to 500 casual. We're like, we're like what? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. I mean, it, it, it feels great that people want your stuff. But you're also just like, you know, I, and it's, I think that, I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's like a question I'm like, I don't know. It's all been like little baby. And maybe it doesn't feel like there's one big thing um, because it's all been like these, you know, it's like a slow burn of like little lessons, you know, weekly, daily sometimes. I mean, yeah. But that was it. I think for me, largely, it's just like, don't freak out about it. People are super understanding. I think that's been Mm. one of the biggest um, positive benefits of being so open with who I am, like what I'm doing, like day to day is that people are a lot more, um, they're like, oh, yeah, this is this is not Amazon Prime, and this is one person <laughs> in her fucking basement giving up good daylight hours so she can cut a shitload of French, okay? <laughs> this is not two-day shipping. Lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is, but honestly, it's just like, I mean, it depends, and it goes, you know, peaks and waves. Like, last year was, like, terrifying, the amount of business I did. I mean, it's just been a very... Like it, it was huge. And I was like, okay, I just want to figure out a way to like scale this back. Cause I'm not trying to be like, make all the money and like be fucking famous. I just want something that's manageable where I can still like, you know, afford all the things I like to do and not like be a pile of fucking stress. Yeah. Yeah. That's a struggle. I think that is really important. What you said that it's not always like these, these big teaching or learning moments Mm -hmm. or there won't Mm -hmm. always be these huge milestones but Mm -hmm. it's important every once in a while to look back and just take into account 
everything that that you've picked up along the way that's brought you to the moment that you're in and and yeah, you who and you it, are. If anything, it's kind of builds confidence to where you're like, okay, I, even though I'm gonna be, you know, every day it's a new uh, horizon of things that I've not encountered before. But just having the confidence to be like, okay, I've definitely been in a situation prior to this where I wasn't 100% comfortable whatsoever. You know, I was kind of freaking out again, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, but, you know, you now know that you're like, okay, I did that, and you know what? We're just going to give it our all and do the best that we can as a fucking people have to understand you're fucking human and you're doing the best you can, and that's that's all we can do right now, and so just go. You know, you just have to keep going forward. Totally. And I think, too, that people need to just, like, worry about something else. Like, if you order a custom piece, like... Just go on with your life, and it, when it gets there, it's going to be the best fucking day of your life. So. And again, it's yeah. also yeah. not yeah. Amazon yeah. Prime. <laughs> it's a real person on the other side of this yeah. making mm-hmm. something that has their own, you know, personal take on what you said and their own style mm-hmm. and their own pace. And so while you had an image in your head, maybe that's not what you get, but that's what it right. is. That's what it is. Uh, dude, and that was that one fucking wallet that I made. Because this is also what I also, when people start sending me photos of things other makers have made, I'm like, okay, this is already taking a turn. I know exactly what you're trying to fucking do, and we're not doing this. But that's what she was. She was sending me pictures of this other maker's stuff. I'm thinking she wants, like, my spin on, like, this, you know, particular thing. And that's what I did. She was like, God, have you ever even seen a horse together before? Like, where'd you go to business school? She was a fucking total rip. I was like, oh, my God. What? Oh, you know? shit. It was bad. It was so bizarre. She, yeah, anyway. But, yeah, that was, you know, <laughs> that was the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm, like, getting into an internet fight with a fucking 17-year-old. I'm like, damn it, what has my life been reduced to? <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky because I just know it's, like, it's not, it's just science. Like, those kinds of situations will come up where somebody's just like, yeah, well, I just really wanted this before, before, blah. Like, yeah, well, I never said that, and here's your money back. Like, I don't fucking care. Bye. You know, like, I don't want you to have my stuff anyway. If this is the kind of shit you're going to pull, like a temper tantrum, like, there is no leather emergency, okay? <laughs> there is no leather emergency. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> anyway. Like, that, yeah. that might be the whole quote of this entire episode. Know. There's no leather emergency. <laughs> But you have done some cool shit that's included deadlines. I'm thinking of when you did, like, the custom. It was for, like, a bridal photo shoot. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It turned out amazing. Thank you. And it's, like, that. Oh, that's a lesson learned. You know? Like, now that we're talking, I'm like, yeah. I I was, like, I was so um, awestruck that somebody on, like, a global level would want anything to do with fucking me. (laughs) I'm just like, what? I'll do it for free. You know, but I mean, it's all a tax write-off, but oh my God, that was a fucking shit show. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I gave them too much creative. They don't know what, how to work with leather. You know what I mean? And so initially they wanted me to like do everything, like cut out the pieces to all the pieces and then just send it to them to put together. But I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure y'all make wedding dresses. And I don't even think you actually do this. I think you farm it out to, like, Singapore. Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Terrible. I'm just not, you know, these are not, like, you know. Uh, like a bespoke, a bespoke gown. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're definitely, like, these are mass produced in a warehouse somewhere by somebody other than the designers. And that's fine. Like, that's awesome. But that's not how this works. And. Oh, God. It but it's not a maker-to-maker, maker, somebody that's understanding, like... Yeah, no. It was, firsthand yeah, what it you're was, doing. Yeah, yes. I don't... I had, like, a good analogy on it, about it. I had to, like... Um, a girlfriend of mine, she does kind of freelance writing, and she asked me to partake in, like, an interview, and I wrote about that experience. Because they're, they're like, what's your worst experience in the letters? And I was like, oh, have I got... <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about this this time. Like... Uh, but you know, I'm just, you know, in the end, I'm super glad it's over with, and I'm glad I did it. But I would do it completely differently if mm-hmm. I had to do it over again. Just like keep creative control, and also mm-hmm. like I, I think in the end, I'm like I would be totally fine doing the work for free if I got those pieces back. Like I just, uh, it kind of makes me sick to my stomach knowing that they were used for this photo shoot, never to see the light of day again. Like there's not, it's not like these people necessarily appreciate what I did per se. You know, I put so much time and energy into like designing and tooling 
and you know they operate on seasons. So this was for last season. It's already come and gone. <laughs> so oh, wow. history now. You know. So I don't know. Sometimes things like that, you're just like. Eh. Well, yeah, and as a maker, you put so much of yourself into your work that it really does feel like an extension of your being. And so to watch them walk away, you just hope, you know, it's like a like a puppy or something. You're like, I just want it to go to a good home. Right. Exactly where it's loved and appreciated, maybe like framed or brought, you know, just like put a museum somewhere. <laughs> just like casual. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's funny. But I mean, it was such a cool thing. And I mean, I still like, I... I just was, I was, I think, intimidated in a weird way because you think that this is something also I've learned. Like, you think that everybody knows what they, they're doing and really, mm-hmm. really, they don't. They don't. They fucking yeah. don't. They, yeah. they have a glossy image and they have a good marketing campaign, but I don't think anybody truly knows what the fuck they're doing. Oh, I think that's, that's so true. true. And I think as a, as a maker, and I say this as like an artist, that you have this idea of what you're capable of. And then sometimes things come from outside of that and you're like, holy fuck, like this is the real fucking deal. Like this is beyond where mm-hmm. I ever thought I would be. And you get so like yeah. starstruck by that, that it just like overtakes you. And you're like, oh, yes, yeah. I'll do it for free. Of course. <laughs> like, absolutely. Do you want me to like bake you a cake while I'm at it? Like, what do you need from me? Um, yeah. Would you like me to walk across these hot coals on my hands? <laughs> exactly. um, I, I, uh, I'll just sign this document that promises you my firstborn <laughs> child. Um, Here's my liver and both boobs. Like, fuck these boobs. I don't need these boobs. Like, no. But I think, too, you do it for, like, it's almost like an influencer thing. Like, you do it because you know you you're, like going, that validation you're that, going to be mm-hmm. part of something bigger than yourself. Maybe part of something. Yeah. Like, if fucking Wrangler called. Or, if, like, you know, like, something they like did. that. They fucking did call. And it was amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, what? I was in the Wrangler catalog. And, like, that was really fucking cool. Also, can I just say that Wrangler just took it upon themselves to buy everything. They just got on my website oh. and bought it out. Good for them. Like, that just speaks volumes to me about, like, them as a company. I think that's fucking awesome. That is. That is what... Shout out to Wrangler. Like, what does... Yeah. What is brand integrity by yes. definition? Who yes. knows? But in action, that's what it is. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's really yep. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. But you think of some of these things as your brand, like, okay, that's the step up. That's the influence that I want to be a part of. And mm-hmm. so, so for... This is kind of like an announcement because we haven't said this yet. But season two is going to be all influencers. And that's oh, kind of... I almost did the trumpet sound again. It was embarrassing. <laughs> we don't yeah, really need it. Whoa. Whoa. I just started going like... Durr. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Back it down, girl. But I think especially in the Western industry, that almost has like a weird sensation to it. When you hear that works, you're like, ah, where's the discount code? And like, we've all been guilty of that. But like, it gets uh-huh. kind of weird. Um, but where have you seen, obviously you've, I I don't want to say used influencers, but you have, um, like navigated your brand in a way where your brand has influence and it has Mm -hmm. networked itself to some really big names and important people. I'm thinking of like Sterling and like, um, Elizabeth Cook, obviously Wrangler. Um, I don't know who else off the top of my head, but, but can you talk a little bit about, networking within your brand building like these authentic relationships and how that is built like an influence for saddle tram um i mean i think my biggest uh oddly enough even though it wasn't again it wasn't necessarily intentional i have to burp oh god okay (laughs) 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 but i think um you know which is so hilarious because this year i was like was I was nominated for one of the, as an influencer in the Western. I was like, wait a minute, but it is a compliment. You know what I mean? That you can people kind of do look to you. Like I don't ever want to be, uh, you know, just straight up style or what's she wearing? You're like, who gives a shit? That's the least interesting thing about me, quite frankly. Mm, um, that's cool. But I think, but you know, I mean, it's because I just it's not that I deliberately like refused on principle to use influencers but for me personally I was like I don't there's got to be a different way to do this also I think I've heard a lot of I don't want to say like horror stories but like I think get because oftentimes they're paying these influencers on top of giving them free merchandise to Mm -hmm. promote they're also paying them and it is so hard to monetize 
um, time and, and, you know, engagement and then like to feel like you're getting your money's worth. And honestly, this is kind of a tangent, but like the people like Elizabeth Cook, I feel like has, she's done incredible things for my business, but also like, it wasn't just like this, like, you know, influencer relationship. Like Mm. she truly like, we became like really good friends, you know? And, and that's like a genuine connection, sincere, like she truly likes my stuff and she's not promoting it just because there's some kind of contract here you know an exchange Mm -hmm. Um, because i will say like a lot like i don't send shit to influencers and it's not because i'm just like well you you know what you want something to go buy it like shaylee um ham from west desperado like she just went and bought shit herself and she'll like wear it in photos Uh, and it's like the night i'm like thank you that's fucking awesome and i'm not saying everybody has to wear it but like you know i have to work hard for this stuff to make it and then put it out into the world and i've honestly seen like it is very rare that you see a significant return on any kinds of actions like that mm. it's very rare that like you see like oh my god so and so wore my stuff and i just sold like thousands of dollars in these <laughs> it doesn't fucking happen like that you know yeah and i think that's a, a misconception uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that feels that way, but... No, I really think, though, that it, that is something important to consider, that, like, more than a product, this is truly about a relationship, mm-hmm. not just between you and the person wearing it, but between the mm-hmm. person wearing it and the, the product itself, because... Yeah. Do they actually give a shit about it, or are they just wearing this because someone, they're pimping it? You know exactly. What I mean? Is this right. just for, like, a cute photo, or is it because, like, this is something I really enjoy wearing and I feel like myself when I wear it and I feel like this represents me and somebody looks at it and they're like whoa that's yeah so well, you person, yeah. yeah and I've gotten like some comment I don't know I don't want to you know I don't want this to come off as conceited but I definitely I think they are like just for people where I'll mention something because I don't I don't promote things because I'm told to I promote what I like what I find interesting what I think is cool and it's not very frequent. So when I do, it like, they call it, they're like, the saddle tramp effect. And it's just everybody's like, hi, saddle tramp army. <laughs> you know, we did make one of our very best friends by, she was wearing saddle tramp earrings. And she was bartending at our favorite bar, which obviously we already would have been friends with her. But she was also wearing royal blue, the tassel earrings. We're like, Renee. Are those Saddle Tramp brand? Because if they're a knockoff, like, we will never come here again. We're done. (laughs) And she's like, no, I fucking love Rianne. And we're like, oh, my God. Like, did we just become best friends? And we had touched on this with Becca, too, last week, that when you see somebody wearing, like, in her case, an inappropriate trucker hat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Like, (laughs) big girl, nice bush. You know that person is out for a good fucking time. And I feel like and Sam. Quality human, and they got nothing to hide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like the same thing with your brand. That if they're wearing it, they are a certain breed of individual. They're not just wearing it; they are repping it. They they're are wearing the brand. The brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it really is that way. I think honestly, and I, it's another comment that I get pretty frequently. They're like, I, people will be like, honestly, I, I, you know, I love your stuff, but like, I like, I'm buying the stuff because I really like you. Mm. I'm like. Thank you. I mean, it's it's fucking. It means a lot to me, and I like that. But it, it's not what I'm gunning for. You know, I'm not trying to like uh, play to people's emotions just so I can make a profit. Very vocal about this, so I don't feel like we even have to rehash like the whole Sherry deal and everything <laughs> here. And we have talked about some very controversial issues this season of like people having designs stolen, just sent to China, intellectual property, it all plagiarism. The fucking time. It happens. All the fucking time. Yes, yes, it happens a lot, and for the most... And honestly, no, just like, honestly, too, to the point that in the Western industry, we don't really bat an eye at it, because Mm. you see a reproduction, and you say, you're, like, something immediately in your brain says, oh, that must be based on so-and-so's work, but Mm -hmm. then you see people marketing it and buying it anyways. Yeah, it's, so, I, you know, I would say that I am a friend of Fallon's, and when I saw that ranch dressing had your I'm just gonna say your earrings because yeah we all knew when we saw it 
-hmm. I was sick to my stomach. And especially because, um, I don't know if people knew at that time, but we already had you like on booked for the podcast. And I'm like, how how the fuck do we do this? Because I'm like, she's in the wrong. And I'm, I'm not a person that's going to be like, Oh, well, she's my friend. So it's okay. Like you said, it's a small industry. Who knows what all of the backstory was there, but I feel like they did the right thing. Ranch dressing. Yeah, oh, they did. Pulled. They could have been total assholes. Yes. Too. They could have been like, because they're they're big. I could have just been steamrolled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they 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 did the right thing. Like, I I was really appreciative of that. Yeah. I don't care. I don't. I mean, I'm just like giving them benefit of the doubt. I don't care what the real story is. Yeah. They did the right thing, and that yeah. means a lot to me. And is that the first time that you've had that happen where they do do the right thing? Because I feel like you've had a lot of the opposite. <laughs> um, well, I think typically people aren't, um, well, the first time it happened was with little bees. So obviously like I really, Oh, interesting. interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's how I became such good friends with Kelly. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Cause you said that and I was like, aren't they friends? Is this how they're friends? Like one of my best friends. And it was because somebody, but this is how, like, honestly, I really, like, and I don't even want to call them, like, my followers, but somebody called them the trampede, and I was like, yeah, that's probably the more I was just thinking that. I was like, I feel like your followers have something to do with that, and if Beyonce gets the beehive, and we have, like, a number of yeah. these things, like, Gaga has her, what are they, little yeah. monsters, like, yeah. Yeah. Brand surely has to have something, the trampede, there it is, incredible. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly, like, they see this shit before I do, because I don't, I mean, I can't spend my time on the internet, like, looking for people trying to, you know, undercut me. And I mean, I care very much, but my time is better spent. Uh, somebody, Kelly was, so, and, it, and it's funny because without fail, I've definitely been like, oh, or, did you see this? And I'm like, uh, $5 says if, I was like, no, but $5 says if I go to their profile, they're fucking following me. And for sure, they are. Like, they're yeah. not, a, it's not original. They're just following me for ideas. And it's been a couple of different leather workers. And I'm so like, I'm like, oh, I will spend all the time in the world being petty and getting even with you right now. <laughs> It's like, sure, maybe they posted the earrings to, like, their professional account, but these days everybody has two, and I'm like, all right, what's the fucking personal? And I bet they're following me, too. And I'm like, no, you no longer get a front seat to this show. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, block, 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 block. Revoked. You know, yeah, but depending on how egregious it is, then I call them out. Because there are that one gal, like, uh, up in Bozeman, and she started recreating. She was following me, and then she started making the exact same fucking earrings. Like, that's Mm. okay and permissible. On principle, and I'm like, you would be so fucking pissed. Also, then she had the balls because this was kind of like through the grapevine, and I was being sent screenshots, screenshots of this conversation. And she was like, "Well, I do my best to keep my designs original," and I'm also like, "Uh, bullshit," because I also own that Al Stolman pattern book, and I know exactly where your fucking designs are coming from. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, "Well, you're a fucking double liar." or other bijou i can't remember some bullshit western earring chick um she's following me i called her out so she blocked me and then she started wholesaling to kelly and then my followers saw it and were like they what people don't understand is like these boutiques don't aren't the ones making it they're getting it from somebody else mm-hmm. and and kelly she could have been a dick about it because kelly at the time had like you know 70 some thousand thousand followers and was like successful and in the end like it really wouldn't have affected her at all you know but she didn't she messaged me directly like i told her kind of what was going on and she was like oh fuck that i'm pulling the whole thing and then she just ordered a bunch of stuff for me because i can't wholesale you know what i mean that's also Mm -hmm. kind of unfortunate but like i can't keep up with retail like orders that come through my website and then also like facilitate wholesale also i don't fucking want to because i don't want to make the shit i'm making for half the price for anybody right yeah you know right. i'm like no if you want this shit you could get it from one place and that's my website like that's how i like this mm-hmm. <sighs> sorry <laughs> no don't apologize because i think you're the first <laughs> person important. that we've talked to who has had a good experience like i'm lucky because i know a couple of women like canty boots she's one of them who gets mm. her shit ripped off all the fucking time mm-hmm. and another thing people don't realize is that you know it's very expensive to like hit somebody with a cease and desist that is a yes. $500 check right there and that letter may not do the trick then you have to like what you're gonna you're gonna just roll over and pretend like didn't, that didn't happen like no you're gonna fucking take them to court and mm-hmm. make them stop but that's just one design like then you know it's just like it's here it's here it's here and so what I've found instead of like going through this behind the scenes channels I'm like okay yeah 
you know what you're doing is wrong, and if you want to fucking play this game, I'm going to drag you in court opinion, <laughs> the public opinion, and then, you know, let you deal with the fallout, because this is horseshit, and I have the receipts, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I think a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people just don't have the time to troll the internet, and so no. a lot of makers don't even know what other makers are doing. And yeah, it gets a lot of, to their attention by somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of boutique owners don't even know what other makers are doing. Everybody's kind of in their own lane for the most part. Yeah. Of course, there's yeah. shit trolls, but for the most part, everybody's in their own lane. And so when you yeah. see something like that, it's just admirable that, you know, like Kelly did, like Rand Strassen did, like you just yeah. go, oh, fuck, we messed up. Like, yeah. this is what you do yeah. to make it right. And and we all move on and party from there. Yeah, exactly. So well, and I think people really appreciate that level of integrity. Like, your followers see that. Ever. They see you doing the right thing after, you know, like, a misunderstanding or whatever. Um, and, I mean, that goes a long way. Like, integrity is something that is uh, slightly more rare these days, I feel like, because people are so obsessed with making a buck. But I don't know, you know, Kelly's not, like, a maker, but she is a really successful boutique owner. And, like, the volume she does... I think, I mean, I don't want to speak for her. I know the numbers. And I was like, are you fist fucking me? Like, that is insane. But that's how, you know, they turn a proper, they have to turn a higher volume to make Mm -hmm. a heavy profit. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, you know, it's, I think, Mm -hmm. easier for boutiques to engage with, like, influencers. I'm so, I mean, I am pretty passionate about this subject when it comes down to it. We love it. No, we love it. We are here for it 100%. And really, like, honestly, what a what a great thing for all of us to just sit with and think on moving forward. This idea of integrity, like, in everything that you do, whether you're a creative, whether you're a, just, you know, a, a human a being. <laughs> to always To always be mindful of that and, and just, like, how you're navigating the world and just, like, know who you are, stick to that, mm-hmm. and live it yeah. fully and unapologetically. And I think you're a great example of that. So, yeah, we were so, so, so stoked to talk with you today yes. for all of those reasons. The uh, perfect finale to a beautiful. season beautiful. of beautiful. Makers. Badass and I tell you guys how makers. I came across my business name, though. I really wanted to answer this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Go for it. Oh, my gosh, yes. Tell us. (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) This is good, and it's totally mortifying. Um, So uh, when I first started my business, my dad's like, you got to make purses. Women love their accessories. They will just keep buying purses, purses, purses. I was like, all right, I'm going to make the purses. But, you know, you're like, what am I going to call this thing? And uh, I don't (laughs) – Okay, so I really like salt. I love salt things. Just salt? I'm a salt bean. <laughs> and I don't even know, like, what really was the secondary component of this and why I came to this conclusion and was like, oh, my God, this is it. But I, <laughs> I was dating this guy at the time. Thank God he had the <laughs> the proverbial balls. funny that I'm just saying balls. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Oh, cool. Like, all I heard was, like, saddle tramping. 
that's how it came to be. So Damn. could have been salt sack, but uh, luckily <laughs> could have been salt sack. I love that. Um, Core blonde was kind of like where you turned to the corner on that. I'd heard the last half of the story, but this just really rounds <laughs> rounds out the whole thing and like provides some some really rich contouring to the whole <laughs> narrative. <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> oh my god well Brian, thank you so much for talking to us today I feel like we learned a hell of a lot and people that are you know looking to get their start or find their own path I think can find a lot of advice and um just well wishes in this podcast of like somebody that's done it and done it well um but yeah yeah and it like you said nobody knows what the fuck they're doing success <laughs> is a journey and not a destination there we go Amen. Amen. <laughs> we appreciate your time and we hope to see you very soon i feel like it's no, been a long time know. coming you got a wedding. oh my god is it in the mail no i gotta get addresses but i, but, I mean i I guess we'll wait for you to send it out to everyone like, else. Not that we're asking to be ahead of them on any um, like hypothetical priority list, but... I mean, honestly, half my family, I'd rather have you guys there, period, anyway. Like, trust, just trust me. Like you said, if there's a barn to burn, we'll burn it, so... To the, right. to the ground. <laughs> right. well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Breaking Western Podcast. If you like what you heard today, make sure to go check out Brienne at Saddle Tramp. Is it Saddle Tramp Brand? I guess I don't know what your handle is. Yeah, it's Saddle Tramp Brand on Instagram and then SaddleTrampBrand.com, and I don't fuck with any other social media. <laughs> no, she there don't. It no, is. she don't. There it is. So go order your um, uh, peacock feather earrings, Ooh. your flamingolos. Did I say that right? Yeah, flamingolos. 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 Get you some lightning bolts. Those are my favorite. Ooh. Oh, those are good. I thought those. Those are really good. Shit. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This is the end of season one of the Breaking Western Podcast. Fucking A, Abby. We'll see (laughs) y'all next time. (laughs) When we're here for season two for the real influence within the Western industry, not just within fashion, but within how we're looking at the industry as a whole. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you in season two.